Hello, pet lovers, and a warm tail wag welcome to all of our listeners. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Did Fido poop today? My name is Jennifer Maroney, and I am the owner of Critter Sitters and More. And this podcast is all about the health and care of our pet family. I invite you to head on over to our website, CritterSittersAndMore.com, and check out the Critter Parent Resources tab for more great information. And of course, be sure to like, follow, and share our Facebook page, Peninsula. Now for today's topic. As there are increased cases of chocolate toxicity over the Christmas holidays, I thought now would be a great time to review the symptoms of chocolate poisoning and what to do in the event that your pup steals your holiday chocolate. Because the study found that hundreds of cases needing veterinary care uh, just for that exact happening. So they rip into the selections boxes, they steal the chocolate oranges, and they even drink the mug of hot chocolate left out for Santa. And chocolate is very toxic because not only does it contain caffeine, it also contains a chemical called theobromine. Uh, and they both act similar and attack the dog, so it's really a double rammy. Yeah. But before I get into chocolate poisoning symptoms and what to do, I have to tell you this story about the time where my little doggo, Hot Sauce, yes, my dog's name is Hot Sauce, uh, when Hot Sauce got into a completely wrapped in cellophane box of chocolates that we had brought back from Hawaii as a present for a family member. And uh, my husband came home one day to realize that our little dog didn't meet him downstairs. So he went looking around the house to find him. And Hot Sauce had discovered a box of unopened, wrapped in cellophane, dark chocolate covered macadamia nuts. So he was also enjoying his own double whammy of toxins. Because not only is dark chocolate extremely toxic to dogs, but so are the chocolate covered, or so are macadamia nuts. They actually have their own toxins. So we scooped up our little dog hot sauce and we took him over to the emergency vet. And after some calculations, it really was determined that he hadn't had enough of either to worry about poisoning. Uh, but I was still concerned that he may have a little bit of an upset stomach. So we went ahead and induced vomiting at the vet versus having him have vomiting or diarrhea later in our bed. Since then, I've done a lot of study on this. Uh, plus, I've been renewing my pet first aid and CPR certification, which has a lot of information on all sorts of toxins that a, a pet can ingest. But tonight, I really just want to focus on the chocolate toxicity. So, as you can imagine, <laughs> my first tip to you is keep the chocolate out of your dog's reach. Um, and if you are purchasing gifts for people, 
uh, that are chocolate or if you've received a gift that you haven't opened yet that you think is chocolate, you want to make sure it's well up and out of the way. Uh, I have been told that a dog can smell a teaspoon of sugar in an Olympic-sized swimming pool. And hot sauce could certainly find that box of chocolates on the third floor in a room that we almost never go into. So, you know, it's not unreasonable to think that if a fully cellophane box of chocolates a dog is going to get into, having that little extra bit of Christmas wrapping paper or Hanukkah wrapping paper or Kwanzaa wrapping paper uh, on a box of chocolate is not going to keep them out. Um, and so we just really have to be hyper vigilant. Um, you know, I, I hear all the time that uh, having a dog is like having an eternal toddler. Uh, so we've got to keep an eye on what's in their environment and uh, make sure that we keep things that they shouldn't be into out of their reach. So let's get on to what is it about the chocolate that makes it so toxic. As I mentioned earlier, it has not only caffeine, but another substance called theobromine. And just like caffeine, Theobromine is a cardiac stimulant and a diuretic, which means it speeds up the hearts and lungs and it pulls fluids out of the body in forms of vomiting and diarrhea. I know, disgusting, right? So therefore, a dog or cat, but more likely your dog, who has had too much chocolate will suffer from rapid heart rate and breathing, vomiting, diarrhea, which if they have enough could lead to seizures or even death. But if you are able to discover fairly quickly that your pup has gotten into the chocolate and you have a good idea of how much they have ingested, you can determine whether or not an emergency room visit is necessary or take the steps to induce vomiting yourself. Now I know neither of these sound pleasant, but it's much better than losing your best friend to something they just couldn't help but eat. The first step though, is knowing how much chocolate is too much. And then we're going to chat about what to do if you believe if your dog could be in danger from ingesting. What I have done is I've broken down the chocolate by white chocolate, milk chocolate, dark chocolate, and then your baking chocolate. And we're gonna talk a little bit about how much of each is too much and poisonous. And then we're going to investigate how to induce vomiting and how much, which we're gonna use hydrogen peroxide to do, and how much hydrogen peroxide uh, to use. And all of this, the toxicity and the hydrogen peroxide is gonna be based on your uh, pet's body weight. So the most important thing that you can do before any of this is to know what your pet's weight is, right? So we're gonna move the stuff out of the way and we're gonna know what your pet's weight is. Starting with white chocolate. The good news is white chocolate, and a chocolate connoisseur will tell you this, is not really chocolate. So it doesn't have any 
or very much, I should say. It does have very much theobromine in it. Uh, but it does have milk, and it has cow's milk, and it has sugar. Uh, so those are things that are actually aren't very good for your uh, pets anyway. Most animals cannot digest cow's milk, and sugar is not good for them. So if at all possible, you want to keep your white chocolate away from your pets. But best case scenario, if they get into it, it's not likely that they're gonna get enough theobromine to be toxic, no matter how small your pup is. So next on the list is milk chocolate. And this is where we start worrying about theobromine because one ounce of theobromine um, or one ounce of chocolate uh, could have enough theobromine to hurt a small pet. Uh, now what we're going to do is say for milk chocolate, for every pound of dog, one ounce could be toxic. So if you have our, so let me, let me rephrase that a little bit better. Uh, so if you have a five pound dog that eats five ounces of milk chocolate that could be fatal to them. So ounce per pound, ounce per pound. If they only have two ounces and it's a five pound dog, we're not worried about fatality. They may have an upset stomach. Uh, they may have a little diarrhea. Uh, they may have a little bit of heart, rapid heart rate, but we're not going to see hopefully the major signs. And of course, this is just, um, this is just an estimate, so keep that in mind, every pet is different. So if a five pound dog eats five pounds of milk chocolate, it could be fatal for them. 10 pound dog, 10 pounds, or 10 ounces, I'm sorry. 10 pound dog, 10 ounces of milk chocolate. A 100 pound dog, 100 ounces of milk chocolate. Does anybody know how many uh, pounds 100 ounces is? It's four pounds. So if you don't think your lab could eat four pounds of milk chocolate, you're probably mistaken. And I certainly hope we don't have that much chocolate sitting around underneath our Christmas trees. And again, every pet is unique. Uh, some could take more, some could take less, but that's just your general formula. As you go up in the dark chocolate scale, what we are looking at is a higher theobromine content, which means less chocolate is going to be more toxic. It's kind of like you're, you know, anywhere between 50 and 100 proof of alcohol, it's going to get you that alcohol buzz quicker. Uh, same thing with chocolate. The darker the chocolate, the more theobromine, the more toxic it is. Uh, so now if you get your, if your dog eats some dark chocolate and we're going to say, you know, uh, we're, when we start looking at dark chocolate, you know, up to 85%, right? Which is about the highest on average, the highest that is sold in stores as a chocolate treat or a candy bar. At that point, one half of an ounce per pound of dog. So now that five pound Yorkie only needs two and a half ounces of dark chocolate to be fatal to them. So we really wanna make sure that we are not leaving dark chocolate bars and candies out. In addition, <laughs> um, 
uh, you know, if they get into a whole box of that, it's really hard to determine how much they have and you really want to go have an emergency room visit at that point. Um, when my dog uh, got into his chocolates, I actually took the box with me to help them calculate. So if you've got to do that, if they've gotten into a box or a bar, you can take the wrapper in. Uh, once my dog remembered a candy wrapper being left out, got out of bed in the middle of the night, drug that candy wrapper underneath the bed and was looking at. Thank goodness it was like that metal paper and it woke us up. But, um, you know, they can be creative. So don't think just leaving a wrapper or a box out is a good thing either. You really want to get all that out of the way. But let's get back to measuring the chocolate. Um, as I said, uh, so it's a half an ounce of dark chocolate per pound of weight. So a 10-pound dog only needs 5 ounces of dark chocolate for it to be toxic. A 100-pound dog only needs 50 ounces or 2 pounds of dark chocolate, which is a lot easier for them to consume. Uh, so, you know, just keep in mind uh, that, you know, the calculations, the higher the chocolate, the less you go. And then, of course, our worst cop, uh, <laughs> oh, I can't get the word out. Our worst, I want to say culprits. That's the word I'm trying to say. Yes, so our worst culprits is going to be your cocoa powder and baker's chocolate. And these are things that you're going to be cooking with. This is what you're going to make your Santa's hot cocoa with. Uh, it's what you're going to make um, uh, some of your mixed drinks with. It's what you're going to make your rum balls. And oh my goodness, we haven't even talked about alcohol poisoning yet. So if you are making rum balls with cocoa powder and 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 all that stuff and sugar, you definitely want to keep those out of the reach of your dog. At this point, we're talking a quarter of an ounce per pound. Uh, and if these are things that you are baking or that cookies that you have made or fudge or other treats like that, it's going to be harder to calculate. Uh, so in the event that your pup gets into the tray of hot chocolate trinkles, do get them to the vet as quickly as possible. Before I get into, you know, how to handle the situation, and if you want to induce vomiting, how to do that, I do want to take a little bunny trail here and mention that uh, there are cocoa mulches. Um, which are used in flower pots and flower breads. It's actually very dark, it's very pretty. Um, it doesn't reek like the pine mulch. Um, it doesn't have, you know, weird dyes in it. Uh, but um, it does also contain theobromine. So if your dog is munching on cocoa mulch, not only do you have to worry about the theobromine. Uh, you have to be concerned about choking issues and intestinal blockage. I do not recommend the, this type of mulch uh, if your dog is one of those dogs who wants to eat anything that can get into its little mouth. And um, you know you want to keep an eye on them when they are out in the yard or around uh, those type of mulches. Um, so I just wanted to bring that up uh, for you to think about. 
And now let's circle back around to talk about what to do if you have discovered that your precious pooch has gotten into your Christmas chocolate. Well, your options are going to include diluting, inducing vomiting, getting them to an emergency vet, or maybe a combination of all of these. Um, let's just talk about diluting first. Now, what you're going to need to know if you're going to do this is you're going to have, need to have a good idea of how much your pup has eaten and whether or not it's, he's eaten enough that it's toxic to him. But what you can do if you feel like he's just gotten into a little bit and you're, you don't really feel overly concerned about the toxicity, but you want to kind of settle the stomach or keep him from doing, uh, you know, uh, some runny poos, what you may want to do is just dilute it by feeding him something to help ease the tummy. And I'm going to recommend uh, either some uh, carrots or some pumpkin, sweet potato, something like that, uh, that they can eat, which will just kind of soothe the digestive tract and make it a little bit easier for them. And then, of course, you're going to want to keep an eye out for their heart rate. And uh, you're going to, you know, just want to make sure that if they do start vomiting and they don't stop, that you um, make sure they have fluids in their system and get them to the vet. So you just want to keep an eye on it. If you choose to induce vomiting yourself, you are going to need hydrogen peroxide at 3%. And you're going to need a fresh bottle of this, and it's going to be nice and bubbly and syringe. Now you may ask, well, how do I determine if my hydrogen peroxide is fresh? And I'm glad you are wondering that because that is what I was wondering too. So I did a little research for you. Hydrogen peroxide can last up to three years in an unopened bottle. I would say after a year and a half, you'll probably want to go ahead and get a new one if you haven't opened it and and maybe toss the old one. Uh, because hydrogen peroxide is relatively unstable and it really does decompose uh, quickly. And just because we say approximately three years, if the conditions aren't perfect for it, it can break down sooner, even a sealed container. And you don't wanna be you know, feeding your dog something that isn't gonna help them. Uh, if the container is open, it starts to break down immediately and can only be effective for up to six months. Uh, I would recommend that once you open a container of hydrogen peroxide, you just go ahead and buy your backup one. Uh, mark the date that you've opened it and then just toss it at the end of six months and you've got your other one already ready to go. Now, as far as dosing, what I'm going to tell you is, um, once again, you're going to have to know your pet's body weight. And uh, as far as the hydrogen peroxide goes, you're going to have one teaspoon of hydrogen peroxide for every five pounds of your dog. So let's just say my little dog is hot sauces. He's actually about 11 pounds. Um, so two teaspoons of 
hydrogen peroxide is probably going to be enough to induce vomiting. Uh, if you have a larger dog, you know, you're talking 50 pounds or over, it might be uh, easier for you to measure in tablespoons. So you could also do one tablespoon for every 15 pounds of your pet's body weight. So if you've got a 30 pound pet, you know, two tablespoons will work. A 60 pound pet, four tablespoons, you know, just trying to make it a little easier. Uh, now I am going to say, while my dog loves to eat and drink just about anything, he's not a fan of hydrogen peroxide. So if your dog is like my dog, they're just not going to lap it out of the water bowl. And I don't know if you've ever tried to make your dog drink water, but if they're not thirsty, if they're not into it, they're just not going to do it. And they're certainly not going to want to gobble down hydrogen peroxide. So you are going to need a syringe. Once you have measured out your hydrogen peroxide, you're going to put it up in a syringe, open the dog's mouth, and dribble it on the back of the tongue. You're going to dribble a little bit, shut the snout, um, cover it, you know, cover your hands. Hopefully they're not going to be too feisty with you, and stroke their neck just like you would if you were pilling them and they didn't want to take the pill until they swallow. You're going to continue doing that until they've had the proper amount of hydrogen peroxide. And then you're going to want to find, uh, and you're going to want to do this in a nice room which will allow them to regurgitate um, and throw this up and get it out of their system. If you're lucky and it's nice outside, maybe you can sit outside. However, in the wintertime, it's going to be a little chilly, so you may just want to find you know, a nice uh, bathroom floor or kitchen floor and hang out in there with them until they throw it up. You don't want to overdose your dog with hydrogen peroxide because it may irritate their stomach. I mean, obviously, right? You're trying to get them to throw up. But the irritation could last up to a couple of weeks. And so because of this, um, a veterinary visit is recommended as a follow-up, even if you are successful in getting your dog to vomit the chocolate. I will say it is much harder to get pets to get uh, cats to vomit. And I've been told that um, th there's only about a 50% probability even in a veterinary office. Uh, but um, luckily our cats are less likely to eat chocolate. You certainly wanna keep it out of the reach of your bunnies and your other pets as well. Though to be honest, I don't know how likely they are to go after it. Mm. So the vomiting portion isn't uh, pretty, uh, but uh, you you certainly uh, you know would rather much rather have them have an irritated uh, tummy than poisons in them. Uh, I am happy to report to you that hot sauce when he ate uh, the chocolate. Uh, he showed really no signs of the theobromine poisoning, uh, and he probably has a cast iron stomach and it might even take him a little bit more than it would for most pets, but he, um, he, he actually went through the whole thing quite well. Though I do know not all pets are lucky. So uh, just keep in mind that first of all, uh, we wanna keep you know, the chocolates out of the way as much as possible. 
Uh, if we find that they have eaten some chocolate, we want to do our best to determine you know, what type of chocolate they ate and how much of it they ate and then calculate it against their body weight. And then last uh, but not least, if we um, you know, feel like it's necessary, we want to induce vomiting or get them to their vet or the emergency vet uh, as quickly as possible. Um, uh, if you if you are checking the pulse, so if you're seeing them vomiting, you're seeing them having diarrhea, they are going to need to be on fluids, uh, and uh, we're going to you know need to get the toxicity out of their system. Uh, thank you so much. If you have any questions, uh, I, I'm going to be including uh, the information from the uh, ASPCA. There is a number that you can always call them. I do recommend checking with your vet, uh, making sure you know your pup's weight and, um, and seeing if your pet breed is particularly susceptible to theobromine poisoning. Um, I know some, some breeds are more likely to eat uh, this, like little dachshunds that can't help themselves. Or, um, or um, you know, if your dog has ingested it, uh, you definitely want to do a follow-up appointment with your vet as quickly as possible uh, if you decide to induce a vomiting. Hope you found this helpful and I look forward to connecting with you soon. I wish everybody a safe and happy holiday season. Thank you for listening in today. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Want more great tips on pet care and other pet resources? Then head on over to our website, www.crittersittersandmore.com. And be sure to check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash crittersittersandmore.va peninsula.